Welcome back to Footsteps in the Attic. I am so excited today because my guest today is one of the superstars of the independent wrestling scene. She is the GWF Women's Champion. She's wrestled all over the globe. Please welcome the American tragedy, Devlin Macabre. Devlin, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I am very well, and I thank you so much for doing this. And I have to jump right in and ask, what kind of a kid were you growing up, and where did you grow up? Um, I was a very uh, uh, different kid, I guess you could say. <laughs> and I grew up in Florida. All right. Uh, kind of all over. Um, I The first time I ever lived outside of Florida was when I actually went to Europe. So lived here my entire life. Um yeah. That is crazy. So what kind of like what what kind of personality did you have as a youngster? Um, I don't know. I was pretty like introverted. I've kind of always been that way, but um I think like when I was younger, I was a little more social. Right. Um, but then, you know, I think when I was like 8 or 9, I started to get a lot more to myself. Right. Um, but I always, like, I would say that was my personality, just kind of, like, I've always had the same personality. It's just kind of, like, grown over time. I've right. Like, you know, adapted, but uh, I never really, I, I know a lot of people, like, when they were a kid, they were, like, this certain way, and then now they're the complete opposite. I feel like I've always kind of been the same. Yeah, no. So, that the, the You're you're consistent. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it, very it, consistent. It actually doesn't surprise me that you said you were an introvert, because, a lot of performers are, and then when it's time to perform, it's just like, boom, this magic comes up, you know, comes over you, and you just know how to go and entertain a crowd. And I'm curious what got you into the world of professional wrestling. Um, so when I was like six, uh, I had some, like, I had two stepbrothers, right? And, um, you know, it, like they were also pretty close to my age, so they were, you know, super obsessed with wrestling and I was not. Um, so it was kind of like <laughs> forced down my throat right. um, to like it. And then um, I didn't know that they were like female wrestlers and, uh, you know, they had like Kelly Kelly. Yeah, and, um, sure. And that was who got me into wrestling, Kelly Kelly was. So I think around the time I was like seven, I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Wow. Shout out to Kelly. Kelly, by the way, we'll have to tag her in this so she knows, but that's huge. Yeah, yeah. She was the reason I got into wrestling. And I, I love that that just made a connection with you. You're like, wait a minute. There are women that do this, and there's something about her that resonated with you. Yeah, I think it was like, um, I mean, I didn't really play with Barbies very much growing up, but like she looked like a Barbie doll to Yeah, me. true. So I was like, this is like this badass that like beats people up and she looks like a barn so i don't know i thought it was pretty cool so she was your main influence did you have any other influences or current influences that kind of you know that spoke to you um yeah i i really watched the women more so than the men sure um as up until i was like probably 11 or 12 um but i think everyone's favorite was cena sure um in my age group, like John Cena, he was like a real life superhero to me. So I liked him a lot. Makes um, and sense. I also liked Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton was like my first uh, wrestling crush. 
Um, <laughs> Two solid was, choices. Every time he wrestled Cena, I was like super conflicted. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Randy Orton also was kind of like a big inspiration for like things I take from, um, like in like my current, uh, like wrestling style or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think my like favorite wrestler of all time is uh, John Moxley. So, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Good choices, by the way. Um, I, yeah. you, you've certainly been trained by some phenomenal athletes. I mean, Jay lethal, a steel, tell me about your training. What, first of all, for the, for the, you know, the people out there who aren't familiar with this world, like what do you go through in the training, what your body goes through? And then what was it like to work with them in particular? Um, training is very rough when yeah. you first start. Cause yeah. it's like, I think for me it was more mental. Sure. Um, because like I, I never, I, I'm a high school dropout. Like I never went to college. I never had intention to go to school. Right. So it was kind of like, um, there was a lot of people that I trained with, Oh, like they have careers. Like they just come here after work or whatever. They have like set lives. And some of them even had kids and were like happily married and stuff. But for me, it was like, uh, if this doesn't work out, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I got you. Um, it was like make or break. So, yeah. Like I don't have a backup plan. Um, now the only backup plan I could even imagine having is acting. Yeah. But this, that's like, I don't really, I mean, I'd love to one day, but like this is wrestling's what I want to do. And I, I was it. like so scared to go in and be like this. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be good. Like what if I don't even know how to roll, like things like that. Um, luckily I was with on my first day, I was with someone that was like the most incredibly patient person. Um, and her name's Sarah stock. Yeah. So she, um, was super great. Like she, I think could tell I was like shitting my pants and, uh, you know, <laughs> right? she was very patient with me and like taught me a lot of the, uh, the basics, the fundamentals you need to know. Um, but it was very mentally like scary. Sure. Um, Physically, it hurts, but I've always had a high pain tolerance. I grew up playing sports and stuff. Um, so the pain wasn't really a problem for me. I will say one thing that was kind of rough seeing was, um, you know, there would be people that would come in and, like, they're starting, like, their first day and they never come back. Like, yeah, it, yeah. that sucked, you know, because it's like, damn, like, they gave up on their dream that quick. Like, totally. that was kind of... It was like the uh, like an elimination type thing. I felt like. Oh no, you're um, so right. It, yeah, and it also sucked. Like um, I won't name names, and they weren't really any of my coaches, but um, they were. So there were some people that were like, "Oh, I'm surprised she's still in it." Like, or I'm right. surprised she. Ain't. It's just like shut up, you know, like Damn whatever. Right. So no. it it was very rough, especially like um, the first couple months. Sure. Uh, because the first couple months, you're like fresh blood and you're fresh meat. And uh, as a woman in the business, too, when you come into a new school or whatever, you're new, you got all these guys that are kind of like trying to like show you the ropes right. and be your like knight in shining armor or whatever. And it was like I wasn't really focused on that. I was more focused on learning. Um, I love that. But then there was. I had it a little rough at first because there was a particular wrestler that like sexually harassed me for a oh, while. God. Um, so it, it, I feel like it is, I mean, everyone has different experiences, but I feel like with women, especially it's very hard for us. Oh yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. First come in. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to scare anybody away, but you right. know, I'm also not going to cookie cut it and be like, it's great and it's perfect and it's lovely. It's rough at first, but once you get past like the beginner's class, I feel like everything starts <laughs> to kind of fall once, into place a little bit. Once your body's used to all those back bumps, right? <laughs> yeah. <pretty much. laughs> the 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 body the body shock. I have a, a dear friend who also an independent wrestler and that, you know, that he's just like, you got to go through it. You got to get your body used to it. Taking the falls, yeah. taking the bumps, you know, now it's normal for me. Like right. bumping all that is normal. Like my body becomes accustomed to it. So that's so cool. And, and I'm glad that you had, you know, again, those like great trainers, like, I mean, Jay lethal, what I mean, he's a vet, he's been all over. Did you enjoy kind of learning, you know, sitting under the learning tree from Jay? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's been, like, super, like, helpful um, with everything. Like, he he is a very patient coach as well. Um, and, you know, if there's a way that, like, if, if you're trying to learn something and maybe you can't learn it that way, he'll find another way for you to learn it. Like, you'll learn right. it eventually. He's very patient and he's very understanding. So, um I've always like, you know, training with him and like Ace was always great. Um, you know, he is super like, uh, like psychology, like, yeah. and I, I love that in wrestling. I'm not a big fan of people doing, um, Canadian destroyers to like the first minute of the oh, match. Oh, right. Yes. Um, thank you for yeah, saying that. Like, I'm very, I wouldn't say I'm old school, but I, I like things to make sense. Um, and I like things to seem like it's, a fight and it's real because it's like yeah. if you watch a movie um you know and, and if you watch like an action movie or something or superhero movie and there's like a fight scene they're not like goofing around and like right. you know doing stupid stuff they, I, they're actually like fighting Man, I, they're that's more fake fighting like wrestling's not fake in that aspect but it's right. like you also have to like make it seem like you two hate each other. I so. love everything you just said because I am so old school. I mean, I grew up watching this since the early 80s. So I am 100% on board with everything you just said. It should be, in my opinion, perceived as a rough athletic contest where there's no stupidity and a finishing move shouldn't be used. Just what you said, 30 seconds into the match. You know, a right. finisher should be a finisher. <laughs> you know, how many DDTs yeah, like, I, do you I see? see it a lot, like, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I, I, I applaud you, and thank you for having that mentality, because I think more, honestly, more people on the scene need to have your mentality and take it seriously. Yeah, I, I it, it becomes a, a bit of an error sometimes, um, especially wrestling people with the opposite mentality. I'm just like, eh. yeah, like it, it's, it becomes a little difficult. Yeah. Uh, cause I think, um, with me, uh, all four of my trainers have wrestled on TV yeah. a lot. So, uh, uh, and ACE, um, and Devon were all producers at WWE. Right. And right. you don't see stuff like that on WWE. Right. So it's like, why would you, why, like I feel like that's why a lot of people frown on the um, the indie sometimes because you do see like these crazy things and like I it it's not for everybody like there are, there is people out there that would like just moves on moves on moves but right. I'm not one of those wrestlers yeah um, and I feel like that's why sometimes wrestling gets like a bad stigma yeah so 
you know, you have to like kind of make it seem like it's it's a fight. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And no invisible grenades in the ring, please. Can we just do away with stupid stuff like that? And I'm so happy that to hear this from you because that is what today's scene needs. It really does. I think that would be the difference maker if everybody had your mindset. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I and I mean it. I'm like applauding you over here. So thank you, Devlin. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, speaking of TV, I mean, you were in AD, AW Dark. I mean, that's a big deal for being, you know, relatively young in, in the business. And you're already getting called into AEW. I mean, that's a, that's that says a lot about you. What was your experience like with that? nice um you know training at Devon's uh we learned about a lot about like camera work and like yeah. things like that um which kind of gave me like a little stepping stool to that um but at AEW was kind of like more applying it because they have a lot of um production yeah um and the only thing um is like you don't have like your own like entrance or anything you just kind of like walk out there with the ref and then right. stand in the corner um but you know, it was definitely a big learning experience um, with, like, the production that goes into, like, a big show like that. Sure. Um, and then, like, I unfortunately wasn't able to do anything like Dynamite or Rampage or anything. Right. Or Collision. Um, I'm not sure if they still do Rampage. Um, but, you know, uh, I did the Universal taping, so it was kind of a smaller set. Sure. But um, it was still cool nonetheless, and, like, you get to talk to people. Um, like I had a conversation with Tony Storm, who's like yeah. one of my like you know inspirations and stuff. So it was pretty cool, you know, to like be able to like be in the same environment as these like veterans and stuff. And like Jay was there, and um, he was super nice. Like he was, you know, if I had a question, he'd cut, you know, oh yeah, what you know. Um, so it was nice uh, to do stuff like that. That is so cool. I don't think you're done, by the way. <laughs> being on television. So I, I have a feeling in my gut, you're going to be doing a lot more of that. Just so you know. Well, thank you. You're, that means a lot. You're welcome. And I'm curious the differences, if there are any between you and your wrestling persona. Um, I think there's a bit of a difference. Um, obviously I don't spit out black stuff on my day to day, but, uh, you know, no. I can if I have to. <laughs> right. Um, I think, uh, I think the best characters are kind of genuine sometimes or authentic, Yeah. um, you know, but I think one thing wrestling does lack is characters. Yeah. Um, and it's very much like, oh, I'm just going to go out there and be myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like wrestling is like a movie in a way. Yes. You're, you're supposed to portray a character. And this is where, like, the fans, like, this is this is where there's, like, a line. And I don't really know how to explain this with it um, making sense. Right. But, for example, I've seen a lot of people get um, stuff, like, they get shit on Twitter for um, maybe saying something in a promo that was kind of rude. And I'm not saying anything, like, offensive, like, you know, sexist, racist, homophobic, like, that's not okay. Right. But like maybe they made a dig at, you know, something yeah. about their personal life. And you, you don't know, they probably had a conversation about that. Like, you know, the two 
wrestlers, oh, can you your mom in a promo? Yeah, sure, no problem. Right. But the fans, I feel like, think that that they know everything and they're like in in the business and stuff. Yeah. So um, they will, I've seen people literally get canceled for mentioning someone's mom in a promo Jeez. or something like silly like that. Right. And it's like you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Plus, these are characters at the end of the day. Like, right, right. I would never go out in personal my personal life and bring up somebody's mom. But Netflix <laughs> right. may say that in a promo. Sure. It's like 100%. It's, there's a difference between two people. It's like if you watch a movie and this character in the movie is murdering people and they're they're real POS and they're a horrible person, are you going to say that the acting to? No. Right. they're acting. Exactly. It's the same thing with wrestling. Exactly. But, but I think the problem that the fans have is a lot of wrestlers are just like, oh, my gimmick or my character is that I'm just myself. Uh-huh. So they probably think that every wrestler out there is being themselves. And I I don't know. That's, like, where I have, like, an issue with the, uh, like, translation error there. Yeah. Because for me, like, my wrestling character is um, very, like, I would say it's a demonic character. Some yeah. people think it's a witch. Some people think it's a it's, it's a demon, to clarify that. Love it. Um, and the demon is formed from trauma. And the trauma is actually based on my real-life trauma I went through as a child um, because I struggle with PTSD that so I was sure. like you know what instead of um just going out there and being you know who I am as a person I think I'm gonna take it to the next level and exaggerate a character and make this a character of like all right this is like you know what happens when you let your demons consume you you literally become one um love that and it's still in the testing stages like not testing stages but it's in the early stages because it's a it's a character that's complex. It's a character that has a story, and it's a character that evolves over time. Uh, yeah. But it's from you know a real life story of mine. But obviously, I'm not a, a demon. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I, I love it though. Yeah. I think I think that's extremely creative. And guess what? That will get over. That's a great great idea. So keep going with it. Honestly. Sorry, uh, you broke up. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, keep going with it because I think that is so creative. And again, the scene needs strong character development like yours. So that is, I mean, that's phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're extremely welcome. I'm, um, I'm curious, do you have any dream opponents that you have not been in the ring with yet? I always kind of tense, not tense up, but freeze up at this question because, like, there's so many people. Right. Um, Can't cover them I'd all, love but. To wrestle, yeah, I'd love to wrestle um, Sarah, my, my, my trainer. Yeah. yeah. Um, that'd be cool as hell uh, to wrestle her. Um, I think she's, like, at the top of my, like, dream matches list. But um, I really would like to wrestle, um, like, Alexa Bliss. I know that's. Like, yes, I could see uh, it. I don't know, like, she's, yeah, she's super, like, cool in the ring. I've always liked her, like, style and stuff. Um, and then uh, Mercedes Monet or Sasha sure. Banks, whichever you want to call her. Um, she's amazing. Like, I love watching her wrestle as well. Like, it's insane. Um, and then if I could take, like, a blast from the past, maybe, like, AJ Lee. Um, All right, yeah. 
I don't know if she's coming back because I saw she was like on that TV show. Yeah. No, she she looks like she has skipped a beat, but uh, yeah, it's super cool to wrestle her too. All great choices again, and and being that they are some of your ideal opponents, are are you open to a WWE run? Is that one of your goals, or are you more focused on like something like Japan? Um, uh, no, I would like to go to Japan, but WWE is like where that's that's the end goal for me. Yeah, good for you. I'm uh, glad you just put it out there because I and I yeah. agree, I agree. I think you want to go to the Super Bowl, you know, and everybody wants their WrestleMania moment. And I think if you're getting into the business, I think you should shoot for literally the grandest stage of them all. So I think that's awesome that that is your end goal. I, yeah, I think some people, like, I've talked to a lot of people on the indies, and there are some people that are like, I just, you know, want to be on the indies for the rest of my life. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's okay as well. You know, um, there's some people that want to be in AEW or Impact or whatever. For me, I like WWE. Um, yeah. That's, that's, like, the goal. I grew up watching it. I grew up, like, drawing pictures of myself with the title at you that's know, the main event awesome. Of yeah. Like that's, yeah. Like that's just, that's where I want to be. Nothing is going to change my mind. Um, you know, so I think it's like subjective. Some people don't want to go there. Some, I, right. I know people who have denied like going right. there. They're like, nah, call me. I won't go. And it's like, that's, that's your cup of tea. That's fair. But I would go in a heartbeat. <laughs> I, I love <laughs> it. And, <laughs> and your character would do extremely well there. So especially like with a demon, my gosh, the things they can do with that. Yeah, I mean, Finn Balor could tag up or something. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Oh yeah. my gosh, that would work. I could completely see that now that you just said that. Yeah, that's kind of like the inspiration a little bit. Um, I think it's really cool that he has like the altering egos. Me too. I love that. Do you, um, you've obviously you've wrestled extensively in Europe. Did you, do you see a difference in styles? I mean, what's, the European experience like as opposed to the American indies? Um, there is a very different like style over there. And I actually like the style over there more than I do in America. Yeah. Uh, Cause it was, it's very like psychology. Like it's, you know, um, I, I didn't really have a hard time with, um, uh, matches over there, like with the girls. Cause it was very like, they, I wouldn't say they're all trained the same way, but they're very like they. I don't know. Like there was a there's girls over there I wrestled that like worked on NXT UK regularly, so yeah. it was pretty cool to work girls that like have that uh, experience. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know the locker rooms over there were a lot. You know, I I don't I don't want to shame like America like I ain't over here to slander, but no, I, just, I get I it. Felt like more at home in wrestling and Europe. Yeah. It was just like, this is, if I could just take this and trade it and, you know, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like I'd rather have Europe and America and just send America over there and just, you know, forget about it. But, um, I like, I trained at WXW and, um, the training there was like phenomenal. Like I can't say enough good things. Um, so it was just amazing learning there, um, under, uh, Robert, uh, I'm probably going to, butcher his last name but <laughs> um, right. he's 
he's great. Like he, um, we did tape study and we'd watch matches and like, just, you know, we would wrestle and like, it was just overall amazing experience. Did you, when you were informed, Hey, you know what? You're going over tonight. GWF women's champion. What did that feel like? And how many pictures did you take with the belt um, backstage? Pretty <laughs> shocking. And yeah. um, GWF is like super like good production. Yeah. Um, I remember my, it was like one of the, it was the second show I did over there and my jaw was like dropped at like the quality. Um, um, one thing in America we don't really have is like Titantron videos. Yeah. So I was pretty confused as to why all these promotions in Europe were asking me for like these videos. And I'm like, okay. So I had to like throw something together real quick. And um, they had like a big screen. They had like your, you know, your own music. They had like a big production area. They had backstage interviewers. They had a backstage, like, it was insane. Like, I felt like I was at AEW again. Like, that's yeah. like the quality of production. Um, and it was the very similar with WXW. Like it was like, they don't play around over in Europe with the cameras. <laughs> like, I don't think I worked one place that was like unprofessionally like filmed or anything like that. Like they had cameras, they had like, I'm talking like cameras you would film a movie with. Wow. Like, I, yeah. And in America, it's a common thing to not even get footage in your match. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't ever get footage. Good luck. Um, and if you do, it's probably filmed on an iPhone. So it's like insane in a, in how Europe, it was just like overall so much better quality. But when they um, told me like they were, win I was winning the title. Yeah. Uh, it was the day of like, it was, wow. you know, I was like, what? Like, you know, it was pretty insane to me um, that they were having me do that. So uh, I took a lot of pictures. They took a lot of pictures. Um, it was pretty like, pretty crazy to be honest oh and, and and then i didn't know they were gonna have me bring it back to america um, yeah the belt later. looks great on you by the way fyi you. <laughs> you're welcome <Thank> you. <laughs> um and it, it it's pretty cool it's like the third belt i've won um and but this is the longest like time i've had a belt uh so it's it's pretty cool that's awesome. I mean, it, clearly you focus on singles. Do you at all enjoy tag, or do you just prefer to stay the singles route? Um, I think tagging is a lot of fun. Um, I'm actually in the works of having two different uh, tag teams right now. Okay, um, right. So one we actually uh, teased a little bit, but we haven't been able to officially tag together as like an actual tag team. But uh, it shouldn't come to no surprise, it's me and uh, Kelsey Reagan. Yeah. Um, so me and her will be tagging soon. And then um, JC Storm, uh, we have a tag team and we'll be international with that as well. We uh, call ourselves Luminous Tragedy. So it's oh, I catchy. love that. Oh, I love yeah. that name. That yeah, is so marketable right there. <laughs> it very much is. Speaking of marketing, I feel like that's a big component in today's wrestling scene in general, whether it's, you know, WWE, AEW, Impact, the Independence, it's very merch oriented. So do you like when you're doing your appearances, do you bring your own, you know, gimmicks and sign and, you know, do you, or is that already taken care of? Like, is there t-shirts out there or there, you know, your eight by tens? How does that work? Um, the one thing I 
about wrestling schools that they don't teach is marketing. Right. Um, I don't think I've ever really been the one that teaches that. And I feel like that's such an important thing to teach. Um, yeah, great comment. When I first started wrestling, I was like, how do you make money? Like, right, right. You know, what, what, what's going on? Um, and like, it's no offense to any of my trainers or anything like that. Like, I know Jay and like Devon would like briefly brush up on it, but, um, you know, it wasn't like, uh, I feel like marketing is like kind of hard to teach and you have to kind of like do trial and error. Cause, right. Like, Jay, you know, Jay and Devon, those are, they're big names. So they could be like, oh yeah, you know, print some pictures of yourself out and they'll sell. It's like, oh, you're Jay and you're Devon. Like, of course they're going to sell. But like at the time I was like, a, you know, a nobody. So it's like, who the hell is going to buy a Devlin McCaugher picture? Like I've never even had a match. Like, so it's, um, it, it's definitely, I think about trial and error. Um, you know, for the most part, I think for the past year and a half, my merch table has been pretty basic. Like I just have pictures yeah. and I have shirts. Um, but now I think that I'm finding more of myself and like what I want to present. Um, for example, like tomorrow I have a show and I have, um, lighters and uh devil horns so <laughs> that's sick are, i love it you know like yeah. it's just things you have to find that like fit your character and like you have to just you can't i think it's hard for uh schools to teach marketing because it's like all right well then we have to kind of know what you want to do for your character and yeah. i know there's girls and guys like they sell um for example, JC, she sells uh, like little cloud pens because she's JC Storm and she right. has like the cloud glasses. That wouldn't work with me because I don't have anything like character wise. So you have to kind of find um, your character before I think you can really deep into the merch. Um, Very true. You know, so like I have the two like alter egos. So like the normal me is, you know, kind of like a uh, like a grungy um like badass whatever and then there's the demon so i have like the lighters even though i don't smoke i have you know it's the facade i guess sure. I have the lighters you know for that type of uh vibe or whatever and then i have the, the horns for the devil thing so you know you get the best of both worlds i'm like hannah montana <laughs> i love that and it's and you know what as you were describing that, I think you're also very toy centric. I can actually picture the devil in action figure, and I, I think it's going to go over big. I'm just letting you know that's going to happen at some point down the road. You're going to see a devil in action figure. That would be cool. They are very. Um, I've looked into getting them, and they're very expensive. To oh, get they them, are. So. Oh, I know. Yeah, those <laughs> 3D printed ones. Yes, but I have a feeling you're going to have a WWE action figure so just fyi that would be cool that would be <laughs> very nice save me a lot of money yes right <laughs> <laughs> let somebody else make it and then you just reap the royalties from it pretty much they just better not do me dirty on the picture because I've, I've seen them do them I, I don't think it's more wwe i think it's metal or metal right. that makes them yeah maybe yeah dirty oh my god <laughs> uh, they better not do me dirty <laughs> They, you're damn right. No, they don't want to mess. They don't want to do the demon dirty. That's not right. That, that's no. that. That'd be bad for them. It would be very bad. <laughs> what is an interest that you have outside of the world of professional wrestling that people would probably be surprised to learn? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, okay. Oh, this is a hard one. Um, maybe like I like theme parks. 
All right. But to a point, like I can't like uh, I, I don't like Disney. Um, Disney's is too much for me. Um, <laughs> That's very fair. I, I live in Orlando, so like I already see. These oh yeah, animals, you're you like know, beating the, over the head with it. Then no offense, but these Disney adults, like it's like a, it's like a thing down here where um, we make the the uh, Floridians, like the you know born and raised, we make fun of the Disney adults because they moved down here from like another part of the, the America and they're like obsessed with Disney, like it's their whole personality. <laughs> um, and I think that that's the reason I don't like Disney because they're very annoying. Not all of them. Like I, I've met some that were quite pleasant, but for the most part, they are it, it's their personality. So. That's that's extremely fair. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like Universal. Universal's my. It's where I go. Do you now? Are you like? Do you go on those rides that people, you know, shy away from? Like those things that do the flips and the turns and all that business. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> so 100%. you you thrive on the adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it goes hand in hand with the wrestling. I the, you know what makes yeah. complete sense. Yeah, I actually had a fear of. Yeah, I had a fear of roller coasters as a kid though because I watched uh, Final Destination three. <laughs> That'll um, do it. So yeah, I would you would not pay me to get on one of those but then i think when i was 12 i like overcame the fear and then now i've been like obsessed ever since i have like universal pass like i go pretty often so um yeah it's 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 fun i just you won't catch me at disney won't be there good for you i love that you're just like now screw disney it's all about universal right i think universal's (laughs) better because they also have like they have like a car couple yeah you have to wait like six hours to get on it and i'm not doing all that (laughs) i don't blame you i don't i wouldn't do that either (laughs) also like disney like i I, this is probably going to get me some heat but i've never watched star wars so like i don't care about that i've never watched avatar yeah i don't care about that like i don't don't either i'm not an avatar very often like i love yeah, I love Lilo and Stitch, but they don't have yeah. anything really Lilo and Stitch, so True. why would I go? You know what? I'm I, with you, and I'm not, I, you know, again, I'll probably get heat for it too, but I'm not a big Star Wars person either, so I totally catch what you're saying. <laughs> it makes sense to yeah. me. And Universal, like, I'm, like, the biggest Jurassic Park fan. Yeah. Like, I have a tattoo of it, so I, like, that's, that's like, my happy place, Jurassic Park and Universal. So, um... They have Jurassic Park. That's all I need. And then they have like Marvel Land, which is like kind of old school because I think Disney owns Marvel now. Yeah. So Universal can't update anything, but I like to go in Marvel Land for the nostalgia. And then also like I I used to be obsessed with Harry Potter as a kid. I'm not as obsessed anymore, but like. You still like it. uh, They have that. And then they have. um, Yeah. Yeah. And then they have like all the other little things. Plus they have Halloween Horror Nights. Of and course. I've never been to Disney's like horror thing, but I can tell you right now it's nothing like Halloween Horror Nights. No, you like Halloween Horror Nights has like they have um uh, The Last of Us this year. Like that's come on now. Yeah. You know, like it's more adult. It's more it's much more adult and scary. Like Disney's gonna Disneyfy it and make it like child friendly, and that's not what we want. No, we wanna like be scared. I went to Halloween Horror Nights for the first time last year. 
And um, I literally almost pissed myself. So. <laughs> that's so, the, that's what we're shooting for. <laughs> that's what we're shooting for, yeah. Like, I want to be, like, actually thinking I'm probably going to die. I love so, <laughs> Well said. A little Mickey Mouse to jump out and go boo. You know, I don't care about that. <laughs> now, you know, you mentioned something, being scared. I ask every guest this, and it's okay if you haven't, but I just have to throw it out there because I do paranormal investigation. I am just curious, have you ever had an unusual or paranormal experience? Um, I really don't know. I, so as funny as this sounds, you know, with my character. Yeah. You're not a ghost uh, person. I don't, I don't, I don't don't be effing around with ghosts and the goblins. I I, I don't be doing that. You you don't Um, get the Ouija board out and, and try to conjure stuff. No, I remember my mom always told me if I I play with a Ouija board, she would uh, she'd get on me. So, <laughs> so she uh, she she kept that you know I, I'm not I don't and I've heard so many stories about people like actually conjuring something up and I'm like nope I'm if I yeah. was at like a house and someone pulls the Ouija board out I'm out like I'm good leaving. for you Goodbye. you're smart I'm you not, are very yeah, wise I, I don't do that stuff like. I wouldn't say I'm the most religious person, um, but I don't be playing around with ghosts and the goblins. Good for Because <laughs> I feel like if if you, I feel like they're, you know, ghosts and stuff are real. Yeah. And you're, you may, you don't know what this ghost went through and how they died. Like, yep. what if they were, like, brutally murdered and they're, like, out for blood now? Like, you're not, right, no. Stuff, <laughs> you're you know? 100% right. I uh, I don't I don't be messing with that, and especially if you go to places like um, uh, like I I like I wouldn't say I like dark tourism, but I like to learn about places that have like dark paths. And yeah, stuff. absolutely. And I feel like if you go to a place like that and you are disrespectful to the spirits and the stuff there, um, you know that's I would if if I was a ghost there, I'm haunting. Like, yeah, th- no, I think you're 100% right. And I, and honestly, it sounds far-fetched some, to some people, but I think that is what led to that submarine imploding because it was using the Titanic as like a tourist site. And I don't think the energy there, like that's not what that is. That is a burial ground now. And I don't think it's meant to be like, hey, let's take some selfies outside of the sub with a ship, you know, inside the sub with that of that ship. I, that's not what it's supposed to be about. Yeah, I didn't really like pay much attention to the whole um, submarine thing because mm-hmm. I don't really watch the news. I try to like avoid that stuff. So um, I, I don't really know much about that situation. Yeah. Well, I think you're a very healthy individual. I like your perspective on things. Avoid the news. I'm all about it. Don't do stupid things on paranormal hunts, like open a Ouija board and professional wrestling should be taken seriously. So Devlin, you're a plus in my book because I agree with every single one of your viewpoints. Well, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm curious uh, what your music is for the car rides, because you do a lot of shows. So what is your go-to music? Um, I honestly listen to a little bit of, like, everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I'm not a big country fan. Okay, um, there you go. You know, 
I just, I don't know. There's just something about it. But uh, I, I like a lot of different music. Like I can go from listening to um, like Deftones and then the next song's Nicki Minaj. Like it's very, very all over the place. Um, so I, I like a variety. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm that way too. I kind of like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. Who do you... Um... I'm a big fan of... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, please, go ahead. I was just saying, I'm not a big fan of people that are like, oh, you, you can't listen to both... Like, man, shut up. Like, I can listen to whoever I want. <laughs> do you have a, uh, you know, a a ride or die, a travel companion that goes to a lot of your shots with you, or do you just kind of book yourself and you show up where you need to be? Um, I feel like I travel with, uh, Kelsey the most, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like for example, her and I make in a 10 hour drive tomorrow to Alabama. Oh, together. you're kidding. So, um, yeah, it's going to suck, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's usually who I'm on the road with. Um, but I wouldn't want it any other way. Like we, you know, we bicker like sisters, but, you know, it's out of love, so it's okay. I love that. And, and you know what? Thanks for being real, too, because any 10-hour ten, car ride is going to be a pain in the ass. So, Oh, for sure. For th- sure. That's the part, again, I wish fans also would understand about professional wrestling. They see the end product. They see the entrance. They see the match. They see the exit. They're not seeing all the travel and everything else you have to do on the road and then come back home and then do it all over again, you know, the, in a couple days, it's, it's a lot. It takes a lot out of you. Oh yeah. And like, we don't really sleep. Like I probably make it a couple hours of sleep tonight and then, you know, maybe sleep a little bit in the car and then we wrestle. And yeah, it's just like, I think a lot of um, people just don't understand how hard wrestling is. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've had a problem with a lot of, um, people I used to train with, they're very, uh, you know, they think that everything was just kind of handed uh, to me. But it, there's been so many times where I've flown myself out on yeah. my dime to set a ring up in a network and to wow. get nothing out of it. So, you know, it's it's really like I've been wrestling for almost two years on the indies and I've had a lot of amazing experiences. Like I'm now can say that I've wrestled internationally, but do you think that uh, – they flew me out there and paid for everything. No, I did. So yeah, um, it's it's a a lot of sacrifice, and I think a lot of fans don't understand that. But I think a lot of other wrestlers don't understand that. Um, I've had issues with people that you know they run their mouth or whatever, and they expect a opportunity to knock on their door and be like, yes. "Here you go." Uh, you know, you have to in wrestling, especially if there's any other like young wrestlers listening. Um, you have to get out and you have to go and find these opportunities. You can't expect, like, they're not going to come to you. I'm Damn sorry. right. Like, I'm going to be honest. They're not going to come to you. Um, unless you're like some genetically modified, like 10 pack, <laughs> like, you know, you look like a beast or something. Even then it, you're still going to have to get out of your house and like network. Um, so like with Europe, that helped me tremendously because you know, um, just to say that you've wrestled, I've wrestled in, I think five countries and, um, you know, they, for me being a year and a half in, that's like incredible to have on my resume. It really is so, incredible. You know, and I, I don't really like to talk about myself like that. Like I, you know, try to stay humble and hungry, but, um, 
I think I'm starting to get, you know, better opportunities and more, you know, more noticed and stuff because I ate shit literally. Um, and I still right. eat shit. Like, you know, I'm not getting flown out to Alabama tomorrow or anything like that. Like I'm still spending more money than I am making and, right. you know, hoping that it will pay off one day. But I think, you know, there's a lot of people that don't understand that you have to eat shit literally. Um, yeah. Yeah. so you you're know, right. You're absolutely right. That's why I always hated the phrase fake. It's not predetermined. It may be, it is not fake though. It takes a toll physically, mentally, and financially, and you do it for the love of this business. And you're somebody, guess what, who will make it because I can tell you, you will, you will. I have no doubt everything you just said, you have such the right mindset for the business and you love the business and you just get it. And because you get it, it's going to pay off. Well, that means a lot. I genuinely appreciate that. <laughs> you're no, you're extremely welcome, and I, I do, I mean it. And um, God, it's been, it's really, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. And I, I'd like to, you know, take a moment and ask you how people can get a hold of you. What are your upcoming events? And let's plug away. <laughs> oh well, um, my Instagram is uh, Devlin Macabre. Uh, my Twitter is at it's Devlin, um, I T S and then Devlin. Um, and then I have, uh, merchandise, uh, it's Devlin Macabre, um, big cartel. And then I have an OnlyFans where I post, um, you know, bikini pics and like match links and stuff. Um, I talk to fans. I don't really talk to fans yeah. anywhere else. So if you, you want to chat with me, then that is the place to go. Um, and that's onlyfans.com slash Devlin Macabre. Um, and then, yeah, I have a YouTube channel, Devlin Macabre. Like everything's pretty much Devlin Macabre. You're, so. you're on brand. You get, see again, you get it. Even the marketing, you're like, no, stay with one thing. It makes it easy for people to find. Yeah. The Twitter thing though, it was, uh, it was, I got permanently suspended, um, for this stupid thing. Um, and, uh, I had to like, kind of go by it, like. I can't put Devlin Macabre together, so okay. or else it's going to suspend it again. So that's why um, I had to kind of like switch it up. So <laughs> that's not on brand, but everything else is. That's again, you get it. It's it's very smart, and people should reach out. They should find you. They should watch you live. They should buy merchandise because you are a true asset to professional wrestling. And I really want to thank you honestly and sincerely for taking the time for doing this, especially with a 10 hour car ride tomorrow. Oh, you're good. Thank you uh, for your kind words. (laughs) You are so welcome. I'm going to ask one final question for you. Will you please come back sometime so we can, you know, you can update everybody on your travels and adventures. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm always uh, down for the podcast. So. Well, there we go. Great. I, I have you on record now. <laughs> but I'm just going to ask you to hold on for one second because I want to thank you off air for doing this. But for Footsteps in the Attic, this is Brian Hobson for Devlin Macabre. We'll see you next week. <laughs>